Neff is going to die by the end of this episode. I'm taking Jackie with me. She's Tonight, by down. the end of this episode, someone will die. Bum, bum, bum. That's good. That's a good. Uh, Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture show up to go trick-or-treating and coordinating costumes like a Batman and Robin or a Lone Ranger and Tonto or a Green Hornet and Kato, and then they sneak into a gated community where all the rich people live so they can get full-size candy bars instead of that fun-sized nonsense. My name is Tony T. For the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but guess what? I'm not going to be doing it by myself because blessed with loyalty and a noble heart and cursed with a crippling fear of Shia LaBeouf. With me, as always, is Stephen Salisbury. He's an actual cannibal, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he cannibalized the uh, Transformers franchise. No, That's no, a no, fact. That was Michael Bay. Moving right <laughs> along. He's sure. 50% superhero, 50% caramel and nougat, and 50% bad at math. He is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hey, happy happy Back to the Future Part 3 day. What? Huh? Nope. Yes. Nope. What? Yes. Every single day in Back to the Future Part 3 took place in September. Sure. <laughs> so if you're listening in September, happy Back to the Future Part 3 day. May. Well, the first one was October 21st, right? So Yeah. Nope. The first one was October 26th, and then he went to ni- uh, November 2000, or 1955. Second one was October 21st, 2015, and then back to November of 1955. Third one, he went to September of 1885, and then back to October 22nd, which today is October 23rd. Perfect. So is I'm right on time. Day? No, you're a day late <laughs> and, and a dollar day short. <laughs> Gotta get back in time. Gotta get back, back in time. time. All right, Neff, thank you so much. Um, 50% nougat it. and caramel, 50% superhero, 50% derailing our show with useless and incorrect nonsense, and 50% charming with a face that only a mother can love. Quentin Gregory Neff. Uh, <laughs> moving right along, she is salty on the outside, sweet on the inside, and fun-sized all over. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Hi. Hey. Hi. That's my favorite introduction for her. <laughs> well, I'm pocket-sized. So she this, is. This is true. She, she is fun-sized. She liked the little tiny Snickers bar. You know, it's just a, just a taste. Just a little. Just a schmeckin'. Little, little taste. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite What is your favorite trick-or-treat candy, Jackie? Mm. I like the fun dips. Fun dips. Fun that's dips. Like, is that the, that's like the little lick stick thing. It happens. It happens. And not so, a lot of houses wait, give it. But I've had Wait, wait. The, now the fun dips are the ones where you get the little this white kind of chalky stick, stick yeah. and then you dip and you it. Dip it in you the lick sugar. it and you dip it into yeah. basically powdered sugar. Yeah. Well, if I get a, a one pound gummy bear, then I give it to one child. That does that make the one pound gummy bear a common mm. trick or treat? But when I get it every year. I'm going to count. Here's the thing, thing, Jackie, is I noticed the look on the faces simultaneously to your left and right of Stephen and Neff. When I asked you that question, they visibly got shaken that I did not ask them that question. (laughs) They they were, correct me if I'm wrong, but these guys were like, hey, she gets to talk, and we just kind of got talked about. So, Jackie, you know why I did that? Because you're special, and I like you more than I like them. Aw. That's true. I like you, too. Sometimes sassy, no, hey, you're done. Sometimes sassy always 
classy and typically typecast as the more ethnic Disney princesses. Yep. It is the lovely lady, Lise Mani. Hello. Or Pocahontas. What if one day I just want to be Ariel? <laughs> you, then you, you can, can do happen. that. Ariel. You can be, wh- who's the, the the bad, like when Ursula turns into Ariel, you know what I mean, at the end? We'll get I you, don't know. We'll get you a shell you necklace. Be, and, you wait. can be Zendaya as Ariel. Yeah, that, that's there you go. That's happening. I've uh, seen many a little white girls be uh, Tiana. Hey, what what you can be Elena of Avalor? Everyone thinks I can be Elena of Avalor. Can, I don't want to be Elena of Avalor. You can, you, I want to be Aurora. You, you, yeah, you be Aurora. You do it. You can be Esmeralda, but be Aurora. Just roll Esmeralda. the R. Do you on see Aurora. what you're doing? Did I say Pocahontas? Ugh. Can I be Shaft? Typecast. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> and moving on over, our very own mad scientist pulling the levers and manipulating the Tesla coils to make this show come to life. It is Nicholas. W. Sadler. Hey. Hello. Hey, Nick. Nick, I would have paid you $100 if you just said, it's alive. But you lost it, so money it's stayed in my pocket. It was an imaginary challenge. <laughs> it was a hidden quest <laughs> that you could have gotten, Nick. What would you have done with that $100, Nick Sadler? Um, probably spent it on some kind of something school related. You, uh, you wouldn't have bought 100 <laughs> lottery tickets? Mm. Like a There's idea. a lottery out there right now, you guys. They're giving away $1.6 billion at present. That sounds nice. What would you do with $1.6 mm. billion? I mean, I don't even want, I don't even want to answer that right I'd now. I'd buy Disney World, then cast myself as Aurora. <laughs> Disney, Disney bought Let Marvel. me dream! <laughs> do you know? <laughs> Why don't she do this? She just bought the exclusive rights to Hans Christian Andersen's wait, collection. Wait a second. Disney doesn't own the rights to Sleeping Beauty. You can finance your own Sleeping Beauty movie, and you can cast yourself as Aurora. Did you say Aurora or Ariel? Aurora. Aurora. She said both. She said Ariel earlier, but Aurora's okay. the princess she wants to be. You, is it? Is it, do you want to be Aurora, or do you just want to nap for 100 years and make people leave you alone? That sounds so nice. Look. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you had a billion dollars. I mean, you got to think, Disney bought Star Wars for like $4 billion. Yeah. So you're what, you you just Did at least- fourth of the way. Yeah, you just, purchased, you just purchased at least the prequels and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, hmm. I'm just saying- I want a Hobbit hole. That which reminds me of that one time when was it Hank Hank Scorpio that bought <laughs> yes. Homer Simpson uh, an NFL team and he's and like he oh, the, the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos I wanted the Cowboys or what do you know he's like you don't understand football Marge yeah <laughs> I right. thought about that the other day yeah, fun I'd buy myself a Hobbit hole like which is from, what I, from I, the, I wait, wait, wait. said that off the off the seasonal menu from Denny's there's yes. only like five dollars <laughs> man I'd Dream buy. <laughs> 200 million of them. <laughs> I want 200 million Hobbit holes for me and all my Hobbit friends. I heard you say it first, Jackie. I heard you say it Thank too, you, Jackie. Smitty. Well, they're wrong because I said it first. So, Neff, I'll kill you. So let us know who you think said it first. You can connect <laughs> with us across all of our social medias at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and um, on all the rest at Nerd of Godcast. You can also uh, check out our blog online at www.nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. Don't forget, you can give us a call and give us a shout-out at our Nerd of Godcast hotline. That's area code 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. Call now. Let us know what you're up to and what you would do if you won one and a half billion dollars if you got the like one and a half billion dollars i mean you think you'd go a little nuts right i'd put i'd put a a percentage of it in a roth ira for (laughs) retirement i believe that there is and and i'm no financial expert but there is a limit to how much you can put in a roth ira per year so unless you want to spend the next twenty thousand years buying roth iras well first off one hundred sixty million trust fund. Well, after taxes, so yes, of course, of course, you pay your tithes, and then you what? Buy an island, 
purchase. Set up a trust fund. Pay for a house. Just buy a house. Just I'll go on Amazon and just click on everything. I'm feeling lucky. Buy all the pops I want. I would buy. I would buy Power Rangers from Saban. No, I wouldn't. That's not a good idea. That's what a terrible buy idea. Power Rangers. Steven like, is going to go from like billionaire to broke like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't. I don't have any more money, but. Tommy from the Power Rangers lives with me now. <laughs> I'd shop at Dillard's. <laughs> the discount Ooh, store? And be Fancy. able to get You'd buy thing. Dillard's. Because, like, I can't afford Dillard's, but if I had $1.4 billion, Six. I could totally shop at Dillard's. Wait, wait, do you ever go to the... <laughs> totally shop at... You know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I think you should dream a little bigger. Wait a second. The Dillard's right down the road from us is, like, a discount Dillard's. Like, you can get things for, like, well, $5. Well, I could literally own the way. discount Dillard's. There's dreaming big. Yeah, it's going out of business eventually. <laughs> I'm going to so. own the whole store, including the children's and the plus size section, <laughs> all the ties and belts, and, and the I'm children's plus size it handbags. Release money. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, well, let us know what you would do with all that money. My goodness, you can see already that it's just ruined everybody on the show except for Jackie. <laughs> okay. Because you're the best person here. Bless. See? Wow. Well, let me tell you guys about what's going on. I just did something that I didn't think I was ever going to do, and I did it because I got a coupon. And sometimes coupons. I love coupons. <laughs> sometimes you get a coupon, and you're like, I'll try that thing that I wouldn't uh, normally try. I'm, I'm, I'm game to give it a shot if I get a discount. So um, I got two months of Gamefly. Oh, interesting. For $10. Do you know what Gamefly is? Yes, I nice. do. In fact, coupon. I was like watching a commercial for it the other day, and my first thought upon watching this commercial was, Tony would never buy into this crap. Why? <laughs> tell me why, why that was your impression. I felt like, based on the little I know just from watching this commercial, I was like, you're subscribing, like you're paying this monthly fee for like limited for a limited selection and I don't know it just didn't seem you it seemed very constricting I didn't think it would <laughs> and the one thing I don't like is to be constricted <laughs> yeah it's definitely on my Especially list of no-nos games and, and for the most part I do I like buying games I like collecting games I like having them on my shelf and owning games mm-hmm. uh, and Gamefly is, is like Netflix used to be you go on your queue and you put together the games that you want and then they'll send you one when you're done playing it you put it back in the mail and they'll send you another one so it's kind of like game borrowing game sharing uh, I just wanted to try it out. I have a friend that's been on Gamefly for a long time. He really, really likes it. So uh, I thought this would be a good way for me to try a few games that I wouldn't really spend the money on. I'm going to try it for two months and then I may be done with it. So um, I, I've got a couple. I, the first game I got was Far Cry 5. Hmm. I played that for about 15 minutes and said, wow, they really like the F word in Far Cry 5. <laughs> so I put that right back in the mailer and sent it back to Gamefly with a massive thumbs down. And uh, they're going to be sending me Fire Pro Wrestling next. Gonna try nice. that out. So i uh, got a couple games in my queue. If you guys have a suggestion of what games I should put in my queue uh, to try out, I have a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and a Nintendo Switch. Those are my consoles of choice. So uh, if you guys want to make a recommendation, I would love to hear from you on what game I should try before I buy. Um, Neff, we were talking about this a, a little bit earlier this week, and Stephen, you mentioned it too. Uh, another little tidbit, Netflix has just canceled some of the Marvel shows. Yes. They, mm-hmm. they canceled two of six. Yeah, Iron five. Fist and uh, Luke Cage. Now, Iron Fist got canceled first. Yes. And no one was surprised. No. Yeah. Because I was a little surprised. Iron, well, Iron Fist is generally seen as the weak link of the Defenders shows. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah that was obvious. That one wasn't... I wasn't blown away by the fact that they like up Iron Fist because that was kind of like... A, I heard the second season is good. I haven't seen it. But the first one got a really bad reception. Uh, but it's... I mean... Daredevil is obviously the, the strong point, and I heard Punisher is pretty good too. 
Uh, Jessica Jones is really good. So I wasn't so surprised that these were the two that got cut off. But at the same time, I'm like, are they doing it because they're not as well received or because Disney's going to be starting their own streaming service? So is that like a red flag that these other ones that are actually pretty big hits are also going to be getting to act sometime soon? Well, if- I think I think what, what you're looking at is if Disney and Disney has announced that they are starting their own streaming service, they're going to have uh, exclusive content with Star Wars programming and, and they're bringing back a, a couple of the old shows. Um, I heard a rumor that even Raven Simone was going to have a new show on there. Like, that's so Raven 2.0. They already did. They, they already have one on oh, Did they already? Yeah. Oh, they already fantastic. Have it on Channel. Well, lackluster as it were. But will and they bring that's so Raven onto no, it? If they, will the DCOMs be available on say. it? <gasps> I'd invest this, in that with my $1.84 billion, whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> if they brought the back the Disney Channel original movies, I would subscribe for at least a month and, and then watch all of them. <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'm good for 10 and, years. And they have to bring back some of the Saturday morning shows like Recess yeah. and so one Impossible. Of, one of the things Kim that I'm Possible. hoping, because Neff, you just mentioned uh, all these Netflix Marvel shows. You did Jessica Jones and Daredevil and, and Luke Cage. And they are well put together shows. They're extremely well casted, well shot, uh, great stories. But the one problem that I've always had with them is that they're not family friendly. No. I can't watch these shows. Daredevil was probably the most family friendly of all of them and it was still really violent and really yeah. really rough but Jessica Jones is right out Luke Cage is right out you know they, they Punisher way Punisher out way out the window so these are shows that I want to watch because I like these characters and they are really really well put together but they're not family friendly I'm really hoping that on Disney streaming service they kind of bring them back into the fold and and I, I'm not saying compromise the quality but I don't know that I need to see someone's backside or gratuitous, you know, Cinemax after dark sex scenes in, in all of these shows. I want to watch the adventures of my favorite superheroes, but not have to be subjected to that. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that'll be something that we see come out of that. Uh, everybody has these streaming services now. Like, I don't know if, you know, if this is going to be somebody's going to kill the golden goose here. Um, I'm not subscribing to Netflix and Hulu and CBS and Warner Brothers and, and Disney, Universe. you know, and all, all these things. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Like, even me, I'm a huge DC fan. And they have, a, now even DC has their own streaming service called DC Universe, which has, like, all the animated movies, all the DC movies ever made. Like, and I want to watch all those, but at the same time, I'm not willing to pay to watch them when they should have been on they were on Netflix and Hulu and that's the thing is like you and I get frustrated I went to Best Buy this week and I'm looking and I'm going Best Buy used to have a movie section yep now they have like two movie aisles and most of them are, are garbage really you know yeah. I think 50% of whether it's Target Best Buy Walmart 50% of whatever you can buy there on home video on DVD or Blu-ray are going to be TV series on, on yep. DVD um, you just can't go and enjoy a I'm going to a store to buy a movie to pick that kind of thing up anymore everything is is through streaming now and unfortunately that means that you're limited to watching whatever they want to serve you mm-hmm. which is which is frustrating because you got programming on on hbo and cinemax and showtime you have programming on amazon on netflix on hulu and you can't just get them from wherever i really feel like the cable companies who have been villainized and really ran their industry into near extinction are just sitting back and waiting and biding their time for all of these subscription mm-hmm. services, all these streaming services, basically to to run dry uh, the well, and uh, then all of you will come back to to us. I'm just putting the bunny ears back on my channel, on my TV. Uh, if, you, if I watch shows through the antenna in my house, I get at least four good Christian channels, eight good Spanish channels, <laughs> and the local Fox affiliate. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty, well, pretty well set there. 
So uh, uh, let us know, man, uh, all of you guys at the Nerdy God Squad, what streaming services you're looking forward to or if you think they're just going to far um i'm just throwing out some some random topics here i bought something the other day what'd you Hmm. buy i'd like to tell you what i bought i bought a belt oh nice yeah i bought a new belt um but how exciting I for the I will was elaborate. It, was it was it a studded belt like you're an emo kid in 2002? Hey, I had one of those. <laughs> so did I. First off, I did not. It is not a studded belt, uh, but it is a belt for studs. So hey, does it, wait, wait, wait. Does it say Disco Stud on the front? <laughs> no, because Disco Stud doesn't advertise. Uh, no, I I bought um, the 1966 Adam West Batman utility belt, oh, full size prop there we replica. Go. Of the Batman utility belt, uh, <laughs> really awesome. exciting. One hundred and fifty dollars is oh. how much it costs. Oh, I know, I know. One hundred and fifty dollars, really, really cool. It's got the chrome belt buckle. It's got all the pouches. It also comes with a full size collapsible batarang. Uh, really, wow. really cool. For one hundred and fifty dollars, it better come with some bat shark repellent too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you would think the one hundred and fifty dollars would be all the repellent that you need, but it was on clearance. For one hundred dollars, oh, still Holy. an exorbitant amount. I will admit 33. that thirty-three point three three percent off. However, this particular day, I was in this particular store. All of their clearance items were seventy-five percent off, what store which was means this? I got the one hundred and fifty-dollar belt on clearance for one hundred dollars for the low, low price of twenty-five dollars, twenty-five bucks. Oh. So I thank, thank you very clap. much. And thank clap. you, uh, thank you. ASMR clap. <laughs> Holy price range, Batman. You got it, baby. <laughs> so uh, I, I got that, and they, they also had a couple other things. It was a, a GameStop slash Think Geek kind of next to each other, and the GameStop had this cool four-pack of statues, and it was um, Chun-Li from Street Fighter, hey. Mega Man, oh. Captain Marvel, hmm. and... Um, Wait, Captain Marvel? Captain like Marvel from Marvel, from Marvel. Okay. yeah, and uh, Iron Man. It was four statues, and it came with the game Marvel vs. Capcom, which I heard sucked, but I don't care because those statues were awesome. It was $130, and I'm like, $130, 75% off because it's clear inside them. Uh, man, I can get that thing right now for $32.50. So I said, ring it up. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. That actually counts as a game, and games aren't 75% off. for It's only our collectibles. I'm like, but it comes with statues. I'm sorry, sir. It just won't ring up that way. I'm like, all right, give me Did it come with the game? Yeah, it did come with the game, but still, I'm, so I, I bought my bat belt begrudgingly, and I walked out. Actually, I walked out, and I'm like, fine, you don't get my money. And then I walked out, and I said, yeah, I'm going to need that belt. So I walked back in, <laughs> and I bought the belt. So I got the bat belt. Guess what? It doesn't fit me, but... Um, you can get the extension. It'll be my <laughs> extendable bat belt. <laughs> Listen, I won't, if I want to dress like Batman, I don't want to dress like Fat Man. So um, I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to fit in that belt if it kills me. Um, last thing, today I'm super exhausted. I'm very, very tired. But I, tell us why. I will tell you why. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you for the prompt, Liz Money. Um, I just tell got out of the car, why. spent all day uh, in, in Waimama, Florida, at the campgrounds uh, for a minister's meeting. We had an all-day minister's meeting there. All the licensed, ordained ministers and pastors and bishops from the Church of God across the state of Florida came together for all of our business meeting and elections, and it was a really fun day. Uh, I love to hang out with all those guys. In fact, you're going to be hearing from some of them in just a little while, which I'm excited about. I won't tell you anything more at this time, uh, but we did have a, a great time. We did have our elections, and yours truly. Uh, got elected to the state youth board, so I'm very excited. Re-elected. Re-elected. Re-elected, re-elected to the state youth board. Vice chair, if there is such a thing. Hey. The incumbent. Hey. 
to uh, yeah the lame duck now because you can only serve two terms consecutive. So yeah, uh, yeah got to got to be uh, serving with an amazing group of guys. A lot of them are my Philo friends who have ascended to the state youth board level. So I'm super excited to be serving with them. They're uh, really really great. Uh, current and future ministry legends. So we're looking forward to doing some great things in the state of Florida. And they had a drawing today. Oh, I don't know this story. I never fill out cards for drawings because they're usually scams. But um, <laughs> our, we have this uh, large property and they've opened up a, uh, it's going to sound stupid, but they opened up a cemetery. Uh, on our property. <laughs> no, it sounds weird, right? I think I know okay. where this is going. They opened up a cemetery on our property uh, it, for ministers. Uh, you know, think of like when they have like the military funeral, mil- military cemeteries where, uh, you know, soldiers and, and veterans can go and they can be buried with, with honors. They basically created one that, that people that uh, for our denomination and ministers can have a place that they can go. And uh, it's really a beautiful, wonderful place that they've, they've set aside to have this place for ministers to go to. So close to the historical uh, home of our tabernacle and our our, our Florida State office and stuff like that. So um, really great thing, but they were having people sign up for information, and I signed up, and they did a drawing, and I won today that <laughs> drawing. did you win? I won. <laughs> ridiculous. I won a 40-inch television. I won a 40-inch smart TV. <laughs> See, really? I what thought brand? everyone thought well, he was going to win. Like, I thought you were going to win a not plot a, Not a bad TV, man. See, I thought. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I would have rather won a plot in the cemetery. I told my wife, she said, I wasn't sure. I heard she was in the back of the room because weird thing. Like licensed ministers get to sit in the front, wives have to sit in the back. It's not, no, no. It, the only the reason why is because we have electronic devices that we use for voting, and they have to make sure that nobody that's unlicensed oh, can come okay. in the front. Like uh, Pastor Nolan was up in the front, and his wife Joy, because she has credentials, she was allowed to come in the front. Mm. So it's really only credentials. Gotcha. So, okay, that but makes that, sense. So my, my uncredentialed, yes, my uncredentialed wife had to sit in the back. So she, I texted her, I said, I just want a TV. And she said, I, I heard something about it, but I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't sure if you want a TV or a gravestone, a grave plot. I'm like, <laughs> I said, honestly, I would have taken a grave because that's more expensive than a TV. But and you sell it. And you, so what are you going to no, do with you, it? Or you get buried in it eventually. <laughs> what are you going to do with the TV? <laughs> I'm going to give it away to a faithful listener, me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I was actually just thinking um, I need a TV for some reason. So <laughs> <laughs> very, very excited You need about to that. put a TV in your gallery and just have it be a loop of your face. That's what? <laughs> Or is, like that, oh, is that the kind of person that you think I am, Stephen? No, yes. I'm not. I am not <laughs> that vain. Um, As you look at yourself in <laughs> your phone, I'm not looking at myself in my You're phone. You're the best Salisbury. kind of person. You're the no, best around. All right. So those are the words that we know to the song. Nailed it. So I told you guys that we were going to be hearing from some of our minister friends. So tonight we're going to be, uh, the the topic of our episode, we're going to be talking about fear. Fear itself, because this episode will be released right before the Halloween season uh, is upon us. So um, you'll, you'll be hearing this on October 30th. So as you guys are preparing for all your tricks and or treats, uh, we kind of want to put you in a spooky mood today as we close out Spooktober month. Um, So I was talking with a bunch of the ministers from our uh, Church of God denomination, and I was asking these guys, hey, um, do do you like scary movies is what I asked them. (laughs) No. 
And that's kind of what they said. So um, we, I gave him a quiz and said, tell me a little bit about what you know about scary movies. So I asked eight pastors eight questions about scary movies. And I want you guys to determine how many of them you think got the questions right. Or this game again. It's this <laughs> game again. We have done it with Youth Pastors from Youth Pastor Summit. Uh, Lisa Money helped us out with that. That was my first unofficial uh, First unofficial Nerd foray into Nerd of God Castum. Uh, and then we did it one time with our seniors. We did the oh, eight, yeah. 80s on 8. So this is uh, pastors and, um, and their knowledge about horror movies. So are you guys ready Ooh. to rock this thing out? Yes. Yeah. All right, so... So we're gonna. I'll ask you guys these questions first, so you can sort of oh. gauge how hard you think they are. They're all uh, based on on horror movies. That's the entire thing. Again, we're talking about spooky stuff. So all of these things are based on horror movies. Now, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but I acknowledge that they exist. And these are all questions that I knew the answers to oh, okay. off the top of my head. So none of them were too unsavory or difficult, for my opinion. But I think that you do need to know a little bit about a little bit to uh, make it through. So uh, real quick, if you know the answer, just say your name to buzz in and we'll see who gets it. Jason Voorhees killed a bunch of camp counselors at this summer camp. Steven. Steven. Camp Crystal Lake. That's correct. What is the name of the clown from It? Neff. Neff. Pennywise. Pennywise is correct. If they hear you, they hunt you is the tagline for this 2018 horror thriller. Steven. Neff. Quiet Place. Quiet Place is correct. I'm forgetting my own name. I'm like, over there. Can I just go back? Yeah, can we just make a noise? This 1999 found footage horror film had many questioning if these three film students really did die out there in the woods. Neff. Least money. Oh, dang it, no. Neff. <laughs> I know which next. one it is. It's the, 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 oh gosh. Neff knows. Neff knows. Neff. The Blair Witch no, Project. I, dang it. No, 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 no. I rang in Steven, before there's no did. points for this. Still. Calm yourself. You're not you persistent calm enough. Calm yourself. As we established say, it, say one more from word. the episode. Say one more word and you will not play this game. There we go. <laughs> Who played Frankenstein's monster in the 1931 James Whale film Frankenstein? Neff. Neff. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff is correct. Stephen, seriously, <laughs> calm yourself. What's the 2004 Simon Pegg horror comedy about a 30-something loser and his friends surviving a zombie apocalypse? Neff. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is correct. This survival horror video game spun off into a six-film franchise starring Mila Jovovich. Neff. Neff. Resident Evil. That is correct. Anybody else? Anybody else want to play? I don't watch horror movies. Oh, because you're better than the rest of us. I no, because right. I like oh. sleeping at night. Yeah, Michael, I don't watch horror movies either <laughs> at all. Of of all the movies that that have been on this list, I think I've seen three of them, and one is Boris Karloff and Frankenstein and Shaun of the Dead, and one of the Resident Evil movies. Michael Myers from Halloween wears an iconic mask, which is actually a painted mask of this actor, Stephen. You don't know? Neff. Neff. William Shatner. It is William Shatner. It's a Captain Kirk mask. Why did you say you don't know? Because I'm protesting. Oh. <laughs> well, you should set yourself on fire in the middle of Tibet. Me thinketh oh she protested too much. Um, all right, so we are going to hear from some pastors. I'm going to introduce them to you. Some of them you know. Some of them have actually been on the show before. So um, I'll introduce you to them, and then you guys can take a guess on whether or not you think they got it right. Here we go. I'm Zachary Schinholzer, and I serve at Impact Community Church. Fantastic. All right. Tyson Prater. And you are uh, the pastor of what church? Revolutionary Life Church in Lutz, Florida. Man, Lutz, Florida. All right, so big time here. I'm Lindsay Cannon, Frostproof, Florida. Frostproof, Florida. Jason, City Life Church. Joel Spinks, River Hills Church of God. All right. Uh, pastor Justin Stewart from Together Church in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, Harley Bellamy Doss and Living Waters Worship Center. Okay. 
Andrew Petrush. I'm from Destiny Community Church. All right, so that is our cast of characters. Uh, you're going to find <laughs> out. It's going to be interesting. It's an interesting mix of people, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so the first question you guys will remember is Jason Voorhees killed a bunch of counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. We'll see who knew that Crystal Lake was the name of the camp. Um, how many do you think out of the eight got that correct? Steven? Four. Jackie? Seven. Neff? Four. Lise Muddy? Five. All right, going with the safe answers before. Jackie and Lise Muddy have a little more confidence in them. Nick, you want to take a guess? Five. All right, here we go. Right, Jason Voorhees kills a bunch of camp counselors at this summer camp. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Camp Holiday? No. No, looking for Camp Crystal Lake. No idea. Okay, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake was that's, the name. That's it? Is it? That's it? No idea. Okay. At least you didn't say why, Mama. We're looking for Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal. Lake. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the low answer was? Four. No, no. And the actual answer, actual answer was? Two. 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 So um, low answer gets half point. Or low answer gets one point. So if you're the closest one, you get one point. Cool. If you get it on the mark, you get double points. So... Um, Steven and Neff, uh, you guys are, are in the lead. All right, question number two. The name of the clown from It was Pennywise. Steven. No, let me oh, say it's six. I okay, want six. Least money. Six. Six. Five. Thank you for not saying six. I'm going to say seven. Nope. Four. And Nick. Seven. All right, here we go. What's the name of the clown from the movie It? Pennywise. Didn't see it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Pennywise. Correct. No idea. It. Yeah. The, <laughs> it the clown. It's, a, it's not a clever title. Just okay. a, it's just it. Yeah. All right. Pass. I, I know Pennywise. That. Pennywise. Yes. Pennywise. Pennywise. So that is four. Uh, I'm glad I changed so my close. answer. Wait, so, do I get a point since I said five? No. no. You, if, if somebody gets it, whoever's closest gets the point. So, Steven, you got, what did you guess? I guessed four. So you, are, you get oh, double you points because you are on the money there. Um, all right. If they hear you, they hunt you is the tagline from what movie? Quiet Place. How many people got that right? Neff? Five. Jackie? Four. Steven? Three. Least money? Four. Nick? Right. No, can I change my answer? Hold yes. On. Six. Wait, Six. can I can I change mine? Uh, no. Well, no, now I'm confused. Or right, what, what is your answer? Three. Three. I already said three. So? Well, there's no rule saying that you I'm can't the say the that same takes number. Other people's things, Neff. All right, here we go. If they hear you, they hunt you is the tagline from this 2018 horror thriller. Quiet place. Yeah. Quiet place. Correct. Quiet place. That's correct. Uh oh god, I just watched it. Um I know it. As you are coming in. I don't know. It's not hush. It's not don't say a word. It's... I just watched it the other day. Quiet Place? Quiet Place is right. I have no idea. I didn't see it. It's John Krasinski and his wife, and it is called A Quiet Place. That's correct. Yes. All right. You said five. Five. I did. Nick, Nick, Nick gets, gets it and gets double points. Good job, Nick. Not bad. Moving right along. 1999 found footage movie had them questioning if these uh, the, people thought the Blair Witch Project was real. Yeah. When it was first, when it first came out, people marketed it as like this is actual footage that was discovered. Well, found footage wasn't super popular at the time. Yeah, it wasn't. So no one knew really a thing. And um, and of course, then we saw the main girl from it in a steak and shake commercial, and it blew the whole thing. <laughs> so, true story. Uh, so let's see how many of you guys think that they, uh, that they got it right. Jackie, four. Four. Neff. Six. Steven. 
five. Lise Marie. Five. And Nick. Uh, four. All right, here we go. 1999, this found footage horror film had many questioning if those three film students actually did die out there in the woods. Blair Witch Project. Freddy Krueger? No, we're no. for Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Oh, Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Oh, I'm gonna die right now. You're gonna tell it to me and I'm gonna, it's gonna pop in. I can't remember. The Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project. A Blair Witch Project, yep. Film students? Oh gosh, 99, I was four years old. Uh, in the woods. Gosh, how old? Oh, I know it's not this, but I know what you did last summer. No, we're looking for the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Found footage. That is five. Who said five? Me, Me and Lisa Wadi. All right, so you get double points. Because uncultured people my age just don't get it. Now let's see how they did with this one. We threw one out of left field all the way back from 1931, James Wells Frankenstein movie. Who played Frankenstein's monster? Boris Karloff. The man of a thousand faces. Was that Boris Karloff or was that Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney was a man of, Lon Chaney Jr. was a man, man of a thousand faces. Yes, and Boris I know Karloff, that. Boris Karloff, the man of one face. <laughs> and Boris Karloff, who started a movie with Jack Nicholson. Fantastic. And here. Uh, two. Two. Okay. One. Uh, three. three. Four. I'm going four. All right. And Nick. Have fun with that. Three. Three it is. All right. I'm here we go. We're looking for Boris Karloff. Who played Frankenstein's monster in the 1931 Frankenstein movie? I don't know. Boris Karloff? I don't know. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff? Correct. Oh, I don't remember that. Not Will Smith. No, that's correct. It's Boris Karloff. Boris. Not Will Smith. Oh, I have no idea. Tony Talavera. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I have no idea. Boris Karloff. Sure. All right, so who said one? Jackie. You got it, yeah, Jackie. Brandon, I would have thought, like, the older people Double in there would have known. Double points, Jackie. Do you, go, go, go see some retired ministers? Yeah, but we, I think no. we would have lost them on a quiet place. No, the older people in that, that list there would Oh, you would have thought it. they would have known. I think the oldest person in there is, it was 40. Well, still, I know what it is. Okay. You're well. also a film junkie. Yeah, you're kind I of, knew what, I've known what You're also for. not 40. I know what it is. All right. Simon Pang Horror Comedy. You guys know what it is. Shaun of the Dead. Dead. How do you guys think got this one right? Nick. Four. Four. Steven. Four. Four is Four. right. Jackie. Four. Neff. Three. Lismati. Three. Three. All right. So it's All threes low. and fours, you guys. We'll see how we do on this one. And take it away, pastors. What is the 2004 Simon Pegg horror comedy about a 30-something loser and his friends surviving a zombie apocalypse? <sighs> Shaun of the Dead? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's okay. Shaun of the Dead? Correct. <laughs> Pass. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Um, no idea. Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is correct. Dawn of the Dead or one of those, like, zombie land? Close. We're looking for Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I, th I thought that, but I thought that was the real name. Okay. That's the one. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. All right, yes. we went to four. Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes? Yes. Potatoes are good and should never be used as a byword for profanity. I like to say that Shaun of the Dead was a zombie. 
Go home, Stephen. Yeah, you're say done. That you're you're grounded. <laughs> it's a zombie comedy. It's a zombie. Alrighty. Um, all right. Survival horror video game, which spun off into a six film. Fr- I can't believe they made six of these things. They'll probably make more. Do you count the animated one? No. Okay. No, a six no. film franchise There's starring Mila Jovovich. It's done now. All right. So yeah, because the last one was called the final chapter or something like that, this right? Just like th- just Friday, like Friday Thirteenth Part, part Four was yeah. the final chapter. Done. And right. then the next one, spoiler, was called Jason Lives. Like yeah. there was no. Re- uh, all right. Okay. Uh, how many of you think they knew? Uh, they knew Resident Evil. Neff. Two. Least money. Four. Jackie. Three. Steven. Four. Nick. Three. Here we go. This survival horror video game spun off into a six-film franchise starring Mila Jovovich. Resident Evil. Mm. I don't know. Resident Evil. I do not know. Okay. I don't know. Resident Evil. Evil. Mm, no. 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 Resident Evil. Oh yeah. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know why I can't think about think of this. The Walking Dead. Mm. <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. Wow. You said right. two. I did. All right, you got it on the nose. What did I say? Three. No, you said four because I went with Darn. you. And got Potatoes. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Mash. I finally got one. It took me six in a row to lose. And so I what's our it. scores right now, Stephen? I have seven. Jackie. Four. Neff. Three. Least money. Two. And Nick. I have no idea. Yeah, All right. Nick <laughs> has, I think, attention. has two. All right. So I'm going to be surprised if Tyson Prater gets any of these correct. All right. Here, four. here we go. The last one, uh, the Mike Myers mask is actually a spray painted. It's a painted William Shatner Captain Kirk mask. We'll see. How many of you guys think that anybody knew that at all? One. I, I think, Maybe two. I think two. two people got it right, and I think it was Zach Schinholzer. And whoever the dude at the end is. Who is that again? Andrew Petrush. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Petrush. No, I'm saying three and Lindsay Cannon. Those three get it right. No, I'll say four. I'll, I'll give, stake I'll, all of my points on I'll it. Give, if those three don't... No, I'm not going to do that. That's a stupid give, move. Uh, That's a stupid move. I'll give Justin Stewart a shadow of doubt. I'll go for four. I'm not going to win, so I might as well go for broke. Jackie? I already said two. I'm going to say... Least money. I'm just saying one. Just same one. Three, all right. And those specific three people. Nick? Two. All right, here we go. How many of them knew? And Michael Myers from Halloween wears an iconic mask, which is actually a painted mask of this actor. What's his name? Oh, I know it. I know it because it's a Kirk mask. What's his name? William Shatner? That's it? Yeah. Very good. I don't know. It's William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Oh, I don't know that. It's William Shatner. He's wearing I didn't a know that. painted Captain Kirk mask. Is this real life? That's that exists. I didn't know. I don't know. It's a William Shatner Captain Kirk mask. Is it really? It really is. Oh my gosh! All right, so you got zero <laughs> questions right, which means you win the sanctification award. Yes. Congratulations. I've seen one scary movie in my entire life. <laughs> was it? Was it a, a Thief in the Night? No, it was. I think it was Scary Movie. <laughs> no, I'm looking for William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, it's a Captain Kirk mask. Is it? Oh, I don't know that. Michael Myers from uh-huh. Halloween wears an iconic mask, which is actually a painted mask of which William action? Shatner. William, by God, Shatner. <laughs> it certainly is. So oh, if Lindsay Cannon had just gotten it. Lindsay Cannon had gotten it. You could have re- I was really impressed, and you threw Lindsay Cannon in at the last second. Because I, I, it, she was, my, she was my, my wild card. But you were so excited about it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude. If he actually calls this and calls the two people, that's like winning the Powerball. Without the benefit of this one point six billion dollars, I knew, I knew it would be at least the first and the last because they, they um, yeah, they did really good. And thank you so much uh, to to Andrew and Joel and Harley and uh, Tyson and Zach and Lindsay and uh, Justin. I, I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys so Tyson. much. 
I said Tyson. I uh, wasn't listening. <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither, was, neither was Tyson, judging by his answers. So uh, thank you guys so much for participating. We, we, we thank you. We bless your ministry, and uh, we are appreciative for you guys being on the Nerd of Godcast show. Please share with your friends and congregations. Um, so uh, that's cool. Um, are you guys having a great time tonight? Yeah. We are. Are you, would you say that we're having the best time ever tonight? Yes, and for the sake yeah. of transition. <laughs> thank you. For the sake of transition. That's good podcasting, because it is time for the best thing Ever. Ever. That's right. Best thing ever comes back this week with our villains edition, and we are going back to the bracket to see who won from last week. Our Twitter uh, poll ended earlier today, and to no one's surprise at all. Actually, I would I would like to take that back. Um, I think that the, the, the competition was more solid than it could have been, less one-sided than it could have been, as we put to, put forth Thanos, the Mad Titan, mm-hmm. versus the Xenomorph Queen from the movie Aliens, mm-hmm. and uh, with a pretty respectable, I believe, 25% of the, of the points, the Xenomorph did fall to Thanos. Thanos moves on in the brackets. Uh, again, not a huge surprise, but it wasn't as one-sided as, as I thought it would be, so kudos to the Alien Queen. And we move on to tonight's bracket. Uh, the way this works is we put it up on our social media, and you, the Nerd of God Squad, you vote uh, to see who moves forward in our bracket system. You don't have to vote as if these two uh, characters are fighting against one another because that's a little un, uh, unbalanced sometimes and one-sided. But just basically who embodies the theme, which is villains. Who's the better villain? Who is uh, maybe more terrifying, more awe-inspiring, more fun and enjoyable as a villain? And you vote on that. So tonight, stepping into the squared circle, we have from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the Shredder. Shredder. Turtles. Was a terrible shredder. <laughs> I thought it felt, I felt it was more like Doctor Claw from Go from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I'll get you it's next time, Gadget. Next time. Well, you know, it sounds just like Megatron. <laughs> Megatron. Yeah. I still function. Wanna bet? Yeah. No. So we have so many villains, so few voices. Uh, but Shredder. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Shredder? I don't like him. Why? He scared me as a child. <laughs> shredder is is really scary He's in the right context. To look at. He's a no, never mind. I was going to say, he is a poor man's Lord Zed, but Lord Zed came out after him. Yeah, so. now, is Shredder, uh, I can never remember if Shredder is Hamato Yoshi or Urukusaki. No, he's the... Amen. M- Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> can we get the interpretation? <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, uh, Shredder was uh, was the villain uh, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who wore, like, the, I always thought Shredder's costume was really cool. Yeah. Is he the guy from the trash compactor? They did put him in a trash compactor <laughs> at the end of, of Ninja Turtles 1, and Casey Jones straight up murdered him, mm-hmm. pulled that handle and crushed him. Yeah. But then so he way- came back... With the ooze, he came back as Kevin Nash <laughs> in the second, and then he he uh, he uh, corrupted the mind of Sam Rockwell. Did that happen? Yeah, Sam Rockwell, one of the kids in. Um, oh, that's right. He was he was one of the foot soldiers really? recruits, in the and first also J- uh, JGL, I think, was too. They had a couple weirdly like. Like, like low-level cameos. Yeah, that kid that grew up to be like famous actors. Well, how old is Sam Rockwell? That in the early nineties, he was a kid. Sam uh, Rockwell's like fifty. Yeah, I think that's about right. The movie came out in 1991, so if he was like 16 in 91, like 27 years ago, it was if it was 16, if he was 16 in 91, what does that make him now? I don't like 50. Yeah, okay. say, In my mind, when you say kid, I'm thinking like an eight year old. No, no, no. He was a, he no. was a teenager. Okay. Yeah, that's more. They, they had a band of miscreant youths that would go around and and enforce their reign of crime <laughs> and, and smoke terror. Indoors. They would smoke and skateboard indoors. Oh no. <laughs> it was an insurance nightmare. Oh, no. And the turtles couldn't use their weapons cuz parents didn't like that. That's right. No so, wonder they went to ancient China. Ancient. I like how you were like <laughs> hesitant, <laughs> you were hesitant to say China. Is it 
I can't remember if it was <laughs> China. Japan. I, think, I think it was I Japan. Think I think it was, sure it was Japan. Japan. I started Tibet? to say Japan and then changed it to China. Tomorrow on the Christian Nerd Podcast, Scott Higa is going to talk about light racism in Doctor <laughs> Who. You should probably check that episode out. <laughs> light uh, racism? Well, yeah, that, that, according to him. Well, um, not in this episode. I'm going to listen heavy to that racism. one. That's right. Um, Steven, so yeah, the, the, I, I liked Ninja Turtles 3. I thought it was... That was the, my favorite one. The entire original trilogy of Ninja Turtles movies is to be celebrated, yes. in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I like, that has time travel. I, I like, like the 2000s Ninja Turtles. The original, like the, the early 2000s ones. How like, dare you? Like the second generation. Well, not getting off onto a Ninja Turtles tangent, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Shredder is a great villain. Um, I always I, now I didn't realize this until recently on the Ninja Turtles cartoon, the the voice of Shredder was Uncle Phil from yeah. the, from the Fresh really? Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. That's right. And so uh, he would be mean to the turtles, but then he'd give him a nice pep talk at the end. And the and the end uh, and the end of, of uh, the interview that they were talking about, he said he played Shredder uh, against Krang like they were an old married couple. Which oh. I don't know that I'll ever want to go back and listen to it, knowing that that was how they were playing it. Because Krang uh, nope. was like, yeah, like, like high pitch, like, Aah! and Krang right. was a Krang was a tentacled brain inside of a big android, uh, George the Animal Steel. So I don't, I don't know what was going on there. But uh, so the Shredder tonight is going Wait, to be was that George the Animal Steel? Was he? Oh my gosh! No, no he, he looked. Oh. I, was, okay. I didn't know if he was. Who is nope. Shredder fighting <laughs> tonight? The Shredder is facing. From right here on Earth, a uh, the master of the eugenics wars, and uh, the one who was cast out shortly uh, in the early 21st century, or I guess in the late 1990s, uh, exiled from the planet Earth on the USS Botany Bay. He is one, the only, Khan Noonien Singh. Khan! Oh. That's right. From Star Trek, we are talking about Khan... He's a villain who comes back. Like, he wasn't as terrifying in the original Star Trek TV series, Space Seed, because... Was he a bad guy in that episode? He, he was a bad guy, yeah. He tried to take over the ship and stuff like that. I mean, he had... But but you kind of sympathized with him in the original show. Uh, I mean, he was made out to be a brilliant tactician, uh, super strong warlord. I mean, if you look into the backstory of him, I mean, he was definitely a bad guy on Earth, uh, creating a master race, very Nazi kind of overtones. Uh, but there was some sympathy, and at the end of the episode, Kirk let him kind of go off and live with his people and just kind of start their new life on Seti Alpha 5, and, um, and, and that was where the episode ended. But it was a brilliant move when they came back and started making the Star Trek feature films that they revisited that episode and found the wreckage of the USS Botany Bay on SETI Alpha 5 and that there was a uh, an environmental destruction. One of the, the planets uh, flew off of its orbit and was destroyed and it messed up the environment and the ecosystem on, on the planet they were on, turning it into an inhospitable uh, wasteland. So all of Khan's crew were basically forced to survive on a planet where they could not live, and it, it turned them into uh, uh, just barbarians. And Khan was so mad because the woman he loved uh, was killed, and he blamed that on Kark. So when Starfleet ended up on that planet again, he hijacked their, their ship yes. and went after Kirk with the fury of a thousand suns. He was a terrifying, terrifying villain, uh, in, smarter and, and more determined than Kirk was and a, a real potential danger to the crew of the Enterprise. Uh, and and he, he did some work, man. So Khan, Khan is awesome. 
Yeah, revenge is a dish. Best served served cold. cold. To the last, I will grapple with thee. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, dude. With that, I mean, you know, awesome, big, you know, poofy hair, inflatable, uh, artificial chest, whatever. I mean, like, the, the fact that he, like, traps people inside, like, a dead, dying planet is yeah. just, that's dope. Gone! Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's awesome. So And he killed Spock, kind of. Shredder and Khan. I think that's going to be an interesting one. It's definitely two contrasting fan bases coming together. So let us know who you think is the best thing ever by voting on our Twitter page. The poll will be out at the time of this episode's release. Uh, your vote makes a difference. Uh, vote and share because we want to know what the Nerd of God Squad thinks is the best thing ever. Ever. Oh. Right, all right. All right, tonight is a uh, an episode of our podcast where we're going to be talking about all things scary and terrifying and Halloweeny and spooky. And I feel as a as the the arbiter and the curator of all Nerd of Godcast wisdom and fun that we cannot do that in good conscience on our own. So I've brought in some help tonight. That's right. She is one half of the Nerd of God <laughs> twins. Jessica Terror Manchester. Hey. Welcome back to the Nerd of God cast, Jess. Hi, Jessica. Hi. I love you so much. I miss you. Hi. Jessica, oh. we love you and we miss you. We are so glad that you're back and welcome to a very special spooky episode of the Nerd of God cast. Jessica, your your nickname has always been Jessica Terror. Tell us, where, where did that come from exactly? Oh, from the uh, olden days of MySpace. <laughs> My, uh, MySpace? What's the, that? Oh, oh, one of the earliest forms of social media. Uh, from the days of uh, tiger stripe haircuts and oh. uh, very bad high contrast bathroom photos. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you had both of those. So Jessica, welcome to welcome to the show. Nick, say hi to Jessica. Hi Jessica. You haven't talked to her in such a long time, I'm sure. Let's go with that. When was the last time you talked to Nick, Jessica? Oh. Uh, a few hours ago. Oh, okay. Well. Super cute. Dang it. I was hoping that this was going to be a tearful reunion and there would be all kinds of <laughs> magical, you know, whatever. But I guess you guys are still and talking. And we FaceTime this morning. So you, and you FaceTime this morning. <laughs> and she's going to be here yes. this weekend. And you're going to be here. Th- well, I was going to build to that, oh, I'm Stephen sorry. I didn't Salisbury. know nobody know. I knew and I should be the last person to know God, on this Stephen table. is the worst. He's still the worst, Jessica. You haven't. Nothing's good, changed. Good to know. Nothing's changed. So where where are you geographically, dear? Uh, South New Jersey. South New Jersey, the best part of mm-hmm. New Jersey, yes. if I'm to believe what I'm told. Oh, yes. What are you doing up there? I am a digital uh, media director for a Christian candle and gift company. Sounds fancy. Wait, mm-hmm. a Christian candle and gift company. Yes. And they're expanding into the digital market, and you are at the forefront of that. Digital candles? No. <laughs> uh, oh, if only there were a possibility. This is uh, Jessica. This is Lise Mati. I don't know if you two have met. She's new to the show. <laughs> Hi, Jessica. Hey, Lise Mati. Jessica, tonight we're talking about fear and fear itself. Um, what is the scariest, like, as a child? What was something that always scared you guys? Jessica, do you have something, a memory of like a movie or, or something that always kind of give you the willies? Um. All right. I had never seen the movie the whole way through, but every time we went to Universal and went on the Terminator ride, it oh. the little the, the little guy's head that comes up and like looks at you. The it's T one thousand. T one thousand. Yeah. That it's always freaked you out. Yes. Yeah. Your and name was to, like, your, take out. your name was Jessica Terror, but you were afraid of Robert Patrick as the Terminator one thousand. <laughs> Yes, because I don't know. It's like that weird little like it's not 
Like his head doesn't stay the same size. It's it like, looks like it's it smaller. <laughs> He's so, so handsome in three I, dimensions. I know, but it's like right in front of me. I was like, ugh. Jessica, I, Jessica and I went to Universal one time years ago, and I said, "Hey, I really, can we go on that?" She goes, "She flat out refused as like a twenty-something-year-old person. I'm not going on that ride because that freaks me out." Now, Jessica, knowing the the age difference between you and I, I guess Terminator Two coming out for you would have been about the same as ET coming out for me. So I could see how that would mess you up as a little kid. He was scary. I mean, his uh-huh. arms turned into like these big pincher things, and he would like drive them right through people. Yeah, he was a scary dude. That's fair enough. Neff, Neff, what's something from your childhood? What's a movie that that always scared you? Okay, so this gave me a fear that has lasted throughout my childhood into oh. my adulthood, and it's from Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D. Which the I best saw. Jaws. Arguably. My favorite Jaws, not the best one, but Jaws, my favorite Jaws. Jaws invades SeaWorld in what I would consider the worst product placement deal ever. Yes. <laughs> uh, it gave me uh, something that I had. I looked up the term for it. It's called phagophobia. Phagophobia. Which is the fear of being eaten alive. Okay. And Because there's a scene in Jaws 3. In where, every Jaws movie. <laughs> no, no. Specifically in Jaws 3 where um, a, a diver gets eaten and he... Um, they show a camera shot from inside the mouth of the shark, and you oh. can see the teeth, like, and it closes down, and you can see him getting crushed, and it's like, this is the terror. This is the <laughs> ultimate. This I'm. Is the this is the forever scare. Now, now, <laughs> some fears are irrational. I remember, I remember specifically when I was a kid, and Jaws three came out. What movie did that? That came out eighty four, I think. Something sure. like that. So I, I was probably around six years old. Young Dennis Quaid. How, how old is that? <laughs> and, and and Leah Thompson. Pre, oh, pre Back yeah. to the Future. And uh, 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 Francis... Mc, uh, <laughs> going Porky Pig on me there, Francis man. Francis Ford And oh. Francis Chan. Francis McD- uh, McDormand, right? Um, so you're thinking of Dylan McDermott. No, sure. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> okay, stop. Yeah. Um, so, so we went out, and this was our day. We went uh, shopping at the toy store. And I bought a snorkel set mm-hmm. because I wanted to just use my, my goggles and my mask in the swimming pool. Then we went to lunch at a Chinese restaurant, and then we went to see Jaws 3D. <gasps> I was wow. six. Oh, no. So I got home, and I felt this massive inner conflict of, I want to go use my snorkel set, but there's probably a shark in my pool. <laughs> and I had a real fear, and I, I, I visualized the entire thing, that I would be in a pool, and somehow the concrete wall of the pool would slide open and a shark would swim oh into the pool. Gosh. And yep. this was real to me. This was a, mm-hmm. a real fear. And um, completely illogical, irrational, yeah. absolutely. Because it didn't help that in the movie they show a dead body. But of course the body is like stripped away of its skin like, oh yeah, because the shark can just take peel a little piece. It'll just peel you. It, can, it, sli- it slices, it dices, it juliennes, and yes, it makes french fries <laughs> it makes three different ways. It makes, it makes, I'm a filet you now. <laughs> a filet of human. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that doesn't make any sense. That's it's an stupid, intimidating movie, scary. I think. Would J- Jessica uh, or Jackie? Excuse me, I'm already confusing the you other two. Again. Ja- <laughs> I'm not even there. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, what's something that that always scared you as a kid? So I had two things. One of them was the movie The Ring. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Now Which, wait, is the ring the one with the girl yes. in the well, yeah. and you have seven days left to live? Like mm-hmm. that yeah. one gave me a lot of anxiety as Who a child. Who let you watch that as a child? Not my parents. My older sister made me watch it. She also made, made. me watch. She made me watch. I was sick. Wait, I had wait, wait. no choice. Your older sister Whitney? Yes. Wait, is she's about to have a baby? Yes. You have to watch that baby. I will. You I'm getting that. Sure. I got that baby a that Bible baby for the baby shower. You have got to make sure. You better anoint that child. <laughs> Get her all the veggie tales. <laughs> 
But um, and then she also made me watch The Grudge when I was six, so that oh, was no. great. Oh, that's no. even no. worse. Is the, the did she have a thing for like weird, creepy? Was I the, don't know. She doesn't she really like scary movies. She had a thing for Americanized versions of better Japanese horror movies. Oh, she just goodness. had a thing for torturing her little sister. Oh my god, that's goodness. what it was. So, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. But the other thing, and it was kind of like um. I mean, it's not kind of, it was definitely like a dumb fear. But as a kid, I had this nightmare. Um, for any of you guys who know, there's the the Sungate Bridge in Tampa, the one that goes like super, uh, yeah. super oh, that's tall. that's a very yeah. high bridge. It's a very high bridge, yeah. narrow. I had a dream as a little kid that uh, the car broke down on top of it. And as my mom went out to go check and see what went on, I crawled into the front seat and then the car started going towards the oh, railing no. and fell into the water. Now, as this point, at this point as a kid, I did not know that that bridge existed. And then like a year later, we're going to the beach, we're happy, and then we come upon that the bridge, bridge from your nightmare uh, that I didn't know existed and found out that it was very real. And suddenly you're on it. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure suddenly that's the plot I'm of, on it. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of Final Destination 5. And then her mom gets out of the car <laughs> and then Jackie gets in the front and seat. And so for the longest time in my childhood, I was deathly terrified of Bridges. I remember going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we, yes, we went yes. to Savannah, yeah. we went to Georgia one time. We were in Savannah, and there was a big bridge. And Jackie's like away from the windows in the van, like catatonic, blanket over her head. Like, I had a stuffed oh, animal yeah. with me that I was squeezing the life out of. That was that was Stephen. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we went to a music festival one time in Jacksonville, and we had to go over a bridge. Eight times. At that point, though, like I was pretty you, good because I was lost? an adult. <laughs> we, were, we, we couldn't, we couldn't find park. the exit. So Where, we do kept going back over the Where do you park? Where do you park? This was well, immersion we had to keep therapy for Jackie. And I felt so bad for Jackie because we kept having to go I was I was fine at she that point, better. though. Had, yeah, like, it was like, yeah, just okay, a little like river bridge. No, it was terrible. Like, it's so bad. She she watched the fabulous Baker Boys and she cried. I'll let you guys get that later on IMDb. It Stephen, what's something that terrified you as a kid? Specifically, something or something like or a movie, a movie. A movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, not really so much, but it's one of the first things that came to mind was in the scene in Jurassic Park where it was a, the, the goat leg. No, the dil- oh. the Dilophosaurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh the, yeah. The, and there's a lizard that's like it too. Um, but when it eats uh, Newman, ne- Nedry, Nedry, Dennis Nedry, and it. Was, Hello, uh, Newman. That freaked me out. Yes. And I couldn't like I when I because I, I love that movie, but I hated that scene. So whenever that scene would come on, I'd cover my eyes. The raptors in the so, kitchen. So that's Newman. what got me. Yeah. Well, it's not my <laughs> problem. It's Newman's own. Mm. And <laughs> it was delicious. Even as an adult, the kitchen scene with the raptors really it gives me anxiety. Oh, yeah. Sim- similar to Jackie, I have an older sister, and my older sister would ba- babysit me, and so I would be subjected to whatever she would watch. So one of the movies that she made me watch when I was a kid was it. Oh, that'll so, do it. That'll so ruin that, it. So that made me scared of clowns. But the worst of it was she made me watch The Lost Boys. Now, The Lost Boys, I haven't seen since I was a child. But it made me super terrified of vampires. So much so that I, like Jackie, had a dream after watching that movie. And I remember this dream vividly to this day. Was Kiefer Sutherland and Alex Winter in your dream? No. But all oh. I remember is I was at in my neighborhood, which the neighborhood now is called The Grove, down the road from here. I was in that neighborhood. And I was by, like, the front area by the pool. And all of a sudden, these vampires in the daytime, for some reason, kept, like, flying over. trying Daywalkers. Yeah. Kept, try- kept trying to come and, and eat me. So I'm running home, and I'm terrified because there's, like, 85 vampires. Uh, you know. How old were you? I was, like, five. Oddly specific number of vampires. 85. <laughs> <laughs> it, was pro- it was probably just two. He gets vampires and Hebrew youth confused. Yeah. Uh, no, there was a lot because they were flying. But they were. it was, like... It was they're flying as if someone took like 
a doll of Superman and just flung him over a string over. <laughs> like that's what it was. But in my five year old head, that was what. It, so I'm running and I finally get home and I get inside and I lock the door and I'm screaming for my dad. I'm like, Dad, 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 there's vampires trying to get me. And like they were like banging on the door trying to get in. My dad said, "There's a vampire in here trying to get you." And my dad oh, was a vampire. Yeah. Oh, and what he, a twist! I know. That's great. <laughs> and he had like blood all over his face, and I just for screamed. a second I forgot this was a dream, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> my, my, I think Stephen did too. <laughs> I was like, what? And I and I woke up and I was so scared of my dad for a day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's terrible. That sounds like a like a like a. Like a comedy, like my dad's a vampire. <laughs> Mom's got a date with a vampire. Uh, it, re- it reminds me of that one meme where like the little kid comes in, and he's like papa papa, and like the dad's in the in the armchair with yes. his back to you. He's reading oh, the newspaper, yeah. mm-hmm. and he like turns her- turns around to face you. Yes, I love that meme. meme. It's a classic. But I, but yeah, I was I did not like vampire movies for a very long time after that. Except Monster Squad, I love that movie, and there's a bunch of vampires in there. But it still freaked me out whenever you see so the funny. I had an ongoing dream as a child that I was running through a movie theater, but like an endless movie theater, hmm. being chased by a giant red Teletubby. Okay, that <laughs> was oh. that was a prophecy of your friendship with Steven. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is this? Yeah, it, it makes sense, right? Now it. it all connects. Right? Steven's definitely a We're in an endless movie theater with a red Teletubby. so i just had this dream several times where i was running through this theater and there was like this the theater screen was like the flowery field from the teletubbies oh my gosh i've always been i've always thought that the the baby in the sun that child is an adult now for sure (laughs) i always thought that that face was like demonic Mm -hmm. i don't know what it was i grew up with teletubbies i love teletubbies did you remember remember, i had all the dolls do you remember booba Action the figures. <laughs> they were dolls. They were dolls. Booba. They, they was. The, they were the creepy ones. Booba. They were like. They were like Teletubbies beats the X Files. <laughs> they were still like ball. Like like furry balls with demonic alien <laughs> with baby heads. heads. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're all in different colors. So Lily Smarty, they mess with Teletubbies. <laughs> and also. You just went real Rosie Perez the, right there. Lismari <laughs> pequeña. And. I don't know why this happened, but the first horror movie I ever saw, which I saw like maybe three minutes of it, it was literally the opening, like, you know, the like opening titles, like directed by, produced, like not even, it was like the, the logo for the company that like, whatever. And I just thought it was um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, why? no. And I just started why? bawling. I just remember bawling. It was the opening thing. We weren't even Wait, showing anything. It was like one? a field, a dark field. And then the I'm name of the first you. actor. And then a chalkboard with nothing on it. The name of the director. And I was like. <laughs> but the music too though. The music probably and didn't help. I just, and my uncle. It was my uncle who was there. And he was watching it. And he was like, you're such a baby. It's fine. How like I am a baby. I feel like I was. 23. I, based on where we were watching it and where we lived. I had to have been at least in third grade. So That's that not been. okay for a third grader. So I just cried, and I went into my room and cried more. And to this day, I cannot watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good I mean, you shouldn't. My dad was a huge, huge horror movie fan. He loved all of these things, and uh, I was exposed to so many of them as a child. And I was like, man, what kind of upbringing is this? And I remember at nighttime, we, the way that our house was was laid out, our living room, we had the couch, it faced the television, and then immediately behind the couch uh, was the doorway that went to the hall. On one side of it was their bedroom, on the other side of it was my bedroom. So walking 
through the, the entryway behind the couch and taking a right, I would go to my bedroom. But it wasn't an actual wall because it was the 1980s. It was like wood slats. They were diagonal wood slats. So they were, it was open. If you kind of like, you could stand behind it and not be seen, but you could also see and hear what was through it if you were a small child. Mm -hmm. So I, I went into my bedroom for the night to go to sleep, but as like a four-year-old is wont to do, you know, I can't sleep or I want to know what the grown-ups are doing. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of sneak out of my room and hide behind that slat wall and oh. try to see what was on TV. What are they yeah. watching? So my dad was watching uh, some scary movie or he would always watch Tales from the Crypt or oh. Tales from the Dark Side or th these different like show. awful. Yeah, creep show. He loved that. And, and he would watch these things. So I would come out there and I would see, oh, I wonder what he's watching. And then I would see the scary thing that he was watching. And I would be like, ah! And I would be too scared to like keep watching it because it was terrifying. But then I was too scared to go back to my room by myself in the dark because that was so I had to like sit there behind the wall and like cover my head and hide my eyes and like that was I had still had to be close to my parents but I couldn't let them know I was there but I couldn't go back away it was traumatizing. Mm -hmm. I had some just like that happened to me one time I like woke up I was like maybe five or six and I woke up to use the bathroom and I was like walking I was like oh I wonder what my dad's doing because my dad would stay up late and watch TV and he was watching The Exorcist. No, oh, no, okay. but I didn't. Ooh, but he didn't. He thought I was asleep, so it wasn't like he was like sit down, son. We're gonna watch this fun film but I was but it was right at the point of the movie where her head spins around and that freaked me right out and yeah. I think I just slowly walked to my room and just like nope. sat there and I was like what am I gonna do with this information I have yeah now? I once I once stood up or I woke up like really late because I guess I slept all day and I woke up and my mom was watching Mars attacks I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Marzipan <laughs> yes of course um, she was watching Mars attacks which isn't necessarily a scary movie she it's, was on homestarrunner.com mm -hmm. yeah um, and I was Mars Attacks isn't scary, but it's it, it, it those scary as a little a as a little kid. The subject material that it was based on those old tops Mars Attacks cards mm -hmm. were graphic and scary. Yeah, they were terrifying. And for like three weeks, like because my room was very dark and next to a window, so I could see the stars, but it freaked me out. And I legit had nightmares that like aliens were gonna attack uh, like the Earth at any moment for Aww. three weeks. Okay, when you're a child. Did you ever have like that creepy feeling when you're in your yes. bedroom? You keep that uh, closet yeah. door closed. That closet yeah. door. I am a 40 year old man, Jackie. And if keep my closet closed. door is open, we correct that before we go to your sleep. Your foot does the not dangle over the side of the bed. Because that is that is where that you is where it. that's right. That's where the oogie boogie lives. The green light. What green light? Ugh. Oh jeez. She was terrified the of the green cats. light. What green light? <laughs> so as a child, still as an adult, I'm a giant baby. Um, I don't like the Me darkness. Too. She is wearing a diaper right now. <laughs> I do not like the darkness. I always sleep with some kind of light like mm -hmm. illumination on. And when yeah. we were so when we were little, we always slept with like a light on or something. Really? Yeah. And my dad, I guess at some point when we were like five, was sick and tired of that shenanigans. He's like, you guys are old enough to oh, not no. have this light on. So, or maybe the light bill was just really high. One of the two Wilson, things. Wilson, no. But he went and he bought this. It was supposed to be like an energy saving light bulb. Like one of those, like it'll use less, I don't know, electricity, whatever it is. But it was green. It was like a green hue and he got it in a color because he thought that that would make it like appealing to us like oh look how exciting you get to sleep in a green room and let me tell you what was terrifying as a child was sleeping in this tiny little like green lit room with green the is the color of witches and like you hear like the ocean outside and the way we lived on this big mountain like 
really close to the beach, so you hear the wind and the ocean and the sound of the mountains, and they Wait, scream. What are the sounds of the mountains? What do the mountains sounds like? Just noises. Rock I'm music. a mountain. And and green light. Just every. It was the most scary. Like I would get up from my bed and walk into the darkness of the hallway, which I was terrified of, and say, "Ah, how nice is this compared to the green lit room?" <laughs> so, it's kinda, so it worked. You ever do that where you this the hallway? That's the one where you 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 oh, turn the gosh. light off in the hallway, and then you're like, "Crap, I gotta walk fast down the rest of the hallway because the lights are off." And it's like, "Ah!" My house, my house is set up. It's got one big room in the middle where my the um, living room is, but you but it's also got the dining room right next to it with not a hallway, but like a big open. Like you, you step one step over, and you're in the next room. Sure. And then there's uh, the kitchen at the end of the dining room. And for me, because that house gets dark real quick, um, there was like moments where I would be up in the middle of the night and I'd try to walk across. Like I think I was like walking across to tell my mom something or talk to my mom, and I look over and it's like the darkness is too dark in the kitchen, and I could just see it. And I'm like, someone there. So someone in the kitchen. <laughs> I spent the night in Tony's house last night with like. Uh, he didn't even full disclosure. Not, I was out of town. Yeah. <laughs> she was staying. She was, with she was house sitting for family. me. And well, actually, this was like the night before. It was it was a long stay, but we I slept in the living room the first night and like. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I didn't realize how intensely creepy your house was at night yes. until I was sleeping on this couch and like looking around and realizing just how many things create shadows in your home. Yes, yes. How many? you have a lot of shadow creating things in your living yes. room. And he has a lot of windows. He has so a lot many of windows. windows. The windows are what throw me off. Did you get up and like look in the mirror and be like, and oh, like, and like <laughs> I was trying to be like room. cool about it and like, hey, can I have like a light on? And so they like you turned on like a, I don't know some kind of kitchen light. I turned on the light on the refrigerator. Like the light where like you get ice out of the refrigerator. Yeah. So it's just like a little light bulb. Like that was on. I was very stressed as I went to sleep. I um, am feeding the cats for a lady at our church while she's uh, gone. And I go yesterday, the first day to go, and I'm going into a back room. The house is dark because obviously she's not going to leave all her lights on when she leaves. So I go to turn. To turn on the switch, and I see a mannequin, Mm-mm. and not just <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> the right reaction, Jessica. I forgot Jessica was here, <laughs> and and not like one of those like blank mannequins that you see in the mall. It's a full body like mannequin with arms, legs, and a painted on face with that, a wig. No. Interesting. <laughs> I took a picture again? of it. It was for, for a lady from our church. After I super kicked it, I took a picture of it. <laughs> But I almost screamed. A face. <laughs> and, and see, it's not the first time I fed her cats, and I know th- I knew that she had mannequins, but that was a new mannequin. <laughs> what do you mean you knew that she <laughs> has a mannequins? Mannequin. She and had I feel like, like a, a little new head mannequin. mannequins, because she, she'll sell stuff on eBay, so like, I knew she had the mannequins there, because it's not the first time I've been to her house to take care of her cats. But that full-bodied mannequin with a human face on it not was okay. new. She was okay. getting flashbacks. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> was it an actual who? human face? Like, it a, was, fa- it had, like a face from she, a human? She had like the Hello, Clarice. That happened to me one time at Al's when I first started working there. I was there on a Saturday and I had to go to the back for something. And that's and a, that's I an army the, surplus store. Yes. Was an army surplus store. Yeah, it was. And it was. so I walked through the double doors to go to the back storeroom and there's a mannequin on the ground, but it's like 
taken apart, and I no. just about like freaked out and called nine one one. I think about that first episode of Doctor Who. It's dismembered. Yeah. Yeah. With nine. The uh, like I thought it was a dead body at first. And that's a nope. terrifying, terrifying experience. When we we um we stayed in this house that we I went to youth camp, and um I was we were staying in all of the the places for the youth board were kind of filled up. So Andrew Petrush. Who uh, was just? He just played on our, our game that we played on the show a few minutes yeah. ago, and David W. Johnson, who is Nick's pastor from up in Perry, Florida. Uh, the three of us were staying in a house that belonged to a, a guy named Ray Kilgore, so it was affectionately called the Kilgore House. Oh no! Yeah, they must have really poor, not like the 2000 election, I was which say, was which was just it, it was what it was named for. Uh, you know that because it was his his house was named for him. You know, it's the Kilgore House. But I think Kill and Gore, and I think crime scene. Yeah. So we go uh-huh. into this house Mr. and um, the house was spooky. Haunted. Mm-hmm. It was spooky a little bit. Spooky, and now spooky. if Ray oh, Kilgore or someone he knows is listening, I'm so grateful that I was able to stay. And, but, <laughs> it was a lovely time. But Very it was spooky. spooky. Also. So my son Christian stayed with us when, he, and this was when he was he was little. This was pr- probably about five, or five years. He was about 10 or 11 years old. So he stayed in the house and uh, throughout the day when I was doing my things, he was playing a Super Nintendo. He would kind of hang out in the house, whatever. So one one afternoon, I, I came back and uh, Andrew Petrush had, had was coming out of the house, and he said, "Oh, you're you're uh, are you coming to get your son?" I said, "No, he's over in the the tabernacle. He's not here." And he goes, "No, your son's here." And I was like, "No, dude, I just left him. He's he's over there." He's like, "Then who was in his?" He, he said, "Who who was it that I just heard?" Nope. And I said, "What are you talking about?" He said. There was a voice coming from the back of the house, softly going, "Daddy." Nope. <laughs> no. Daddy. That's a no. Uh, check, please. <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, we're about- done here. We're done here." <laughs> so, uh, definitely creepy. Don't stay at the Kilgore house. Wait, wait, wait. How about wait, no? What was it? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because it was he a doll. The house down. Yeah, it was. It was awful. There was uh, one time. I, 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 no, this is no joke, dude. If I, if something like that mm-hmm. happened, look, I'm a Christian man. I believe in the power of the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I believe that all things are subject to. to we who believe, man, casting demons out, whatever you need to do. But if something starts, you know what? I, I will step out the house first. All right. I'm, I'm yelling, Jesus. I'm, I'm be, I'll I be leave. yelling. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in echoes <laughs> of human beings over the phone. No, uh, demons. I do believe in demons, and so like every time I hear about ghost stories, I'm like, um. That's the demon. Now, now here's the thing, and, and this goes to another thing that's terrifying to me. I'll be honest with you. As, as much as ghosts and goblins and things like that are spooky, um, Neff, you said it lightly earlier. If I'm going to have a dream, it's going to be a bad dream. More often than not, it's it's like alien related. Mm-hmm. Like aliens freak my junk out. <laughs> X Files. Like for real, you. for real, dude. And um, and and I, I was listening to a sermon that was done by a guy named Chuck Missler, and he was actually doing this message in Roswell, New Mexico. So you, mm. you kind of get the environment uh, mm-hmm. that he was at. Roswell, of course, being you know famous for Area 51, and they have all of these gatherings and conventions for UFO aficionados and uh, a lot of New Age people and stuff. So he was sharing this message, and he says that if you go through all of the records of people who were, and he throws the air quote, abducted by UFOs, you know, uh, people that have had encounters with people like that, those that have been taken against their will, he said there has never been a born-again believer that has ever been taken against their will 
by a, a UFO. He says that they're all people that are subject and influenced to, to demonic things. Again, this is his words, not mine, but it was an interesting thought because as he began to unfold the scripture and, and, uh, and the dimensionality, he, he speaks not just from a biblical standpoint, but also from a scientific standpoint. It's a fascinating message. Uh, but he talks about how if you line it up and look, that these aliens are not necessarily extraterrestrials from another world, but extra dimensional beings, which would be what we would consider spiritual. Uh, yeah, and it was it was really fascinating. And he, he did it. It was it glorified God and honored mm-hmm. God. It wasn't like out of left field, some weird hoodoo voodoo thing. But it was um, it was really an interesting thought to think about the things that we think of um, that, that it could be, uh, you know, demonic or spiritual uh, experience imposing in on our our natural world the supernatural mm-hmm. um and you know ufo appearances things like that really began to take off in our world in the 20th century you know especially in the late part of the 20th or the the late half of the 20th century when you enter into the space age you enter all these things you know you you find the people's imagination and people's fears are all kind of tied to this otherworldly extraterrestrial thing so that is like the movie a scary thing Uh, well an interesting an interesting thought another thing that i've observed the the trend that we've had with zombie movies lately Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. back in the day jessica you remember the original night of the living dead george romero i actually did not watch the old zombie movies i stayed mostly with frankenstein dracula wolfman kind of stuff okay all right fair enough Uh, and and that's and that's that's good so we'll talk frankenstein dracula and wolfman you know frankenstein uh maybe aside i mean the whole legend of that the whole mythology of that and the moral behind that is don't play god right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so even though there's a scientific aspect to it it's still taken from a spiritual standpoint that this guy creates this godless abomination Dracula, yeah. the same thing. There's an undead. There's, you know, the, he's paralyzed by the crucifix. I mean, there's a spiritual application to it. Wolfman, uh-huh. the same thing. Gypsy curse. And if you go back to even the original incarnation of zombies, zombies were voodoo curses. They were actually dead people that rose out of the grave because of a hex, because of some, you know, incarnation or incantation and, and demonic thing. Mm-hmm. Now, when you hear zombies, you don't think of voodoo. Uh, and, and literally, the mythology of zombies comes from that culture. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you think That's of where zombie, the name zombie comes from, but when you think zombie now, where do zombies come from, Jessica? Vir- viruses. Yeah, viruses. Sorry. It's it's some it's biological, it's scientific, it's, it's some kind of outbreak, and it's an interesting thing that as our culture has changed from a spiritually minded culture to a technical technologically minded culture, so too has our fear as, uh, adjusted. And that's why we embrace vampires now, because vampires, we don't have the spirituality of vampires isn't scary anymore. So now the sexuality of vampires is what they're identified mm-hmm. by, Ew. which is which explains which is what they've always been identified. Also, is just it's more pronounced now. Yeah, we see you exactly, know? but that becomes emphasized. It's not that mm-hmm. nobody ever thought uh, that that Edward from Twilight. Right. You don't associate with him with oh he's a godless monster. You think of him as oh he's sparkles. Team Edward. He's Edward. Team Edward. You know, and, uh, so th- there's a, there's there's a shift in the way that we perceive um, evil now. We view it through the lens of our technology and the things that we can control. You know, villains and monsters are uh, terrorists as opposed to, you know, uh, wizards or, or masters of evil. Uh, so, you know, you see different things like that, how our culture projects and changes the evil that we fear. Um, as a child, we, we, we're, we're terrified by 
all of these imageries and the things that we imagine. You know, Lisa Marie with her green light. Mm-hmm. All of us have maybe had that that tree outside of our window that moves the wrong way or brushes against the window, gives us bad dreams. Um, I, children terrified of clowns. No. no, never got that. No, never got really. that. Oh, I no. did 100% because of the movie It. I, I never saw the movie It, which yeah. is why I'm not afraid. I, Bozo I, I is the you. only acceptable clown. Wh- which one? Bozo. Bozo. Not it, 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 acceptable? Yes. Go He's back and watch one. Bozo He's the again. He's friendly. Huh? Yeah, go back and watch Bozo again. I always thought Bozo was kind of creepy. No, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, Bozo's on. Yeah, but that was just because he let you throw a ping pong ball into a bucket and win a crisp new one hundred dollar bill. Ooh, I well, yeah, the bozo. he's not the bozo. That's how he gets you. That's hey, how George, he gets come you. over here. I've got your your paper airplane. I love those memes. I love those memes. The one where he's like looking out of the sewers, like, "Hey, I've got such and such down here," and then the person's like, "Slide get in." My favorite. I've got free gas for a year. I got some college loans. Loan forgiveness right down here. So what what makes you afraid as an adult? Like, what is the thing that makes you the most uh, afraid now? I mean, at least, Marty, you still get a little apprehensive over shadows in the night. Yeah. But what gives you the most fear? Is it the boogeyman? Is it is it the monsters? Is it ghosts and goblins? Or are they real life fears that that cause you to stay up no. at night? Gosh, I I mean, are we going to get deep with this? Is sure, this why not? Point? We're talking fear tonight. We're talking the things that really do inspire terror in us. And our, our logical minds now, we know. There's not a monster outside of our window. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we, we know that the mummy is not going to come pounding through our door. Uh, you know, maybe we do get a little bit freaked out. I don't know. Like, for me, I'm a little superstitious. Like, um, if I'm driving on the road, it's such a stupid thing. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm a bishop. And <laughs> But but if a black cat walks across the road, when I'm, I'm like... I'm going to hit that cat. It's like, don't you dare. It's like, boom, seeking alternate route. It's like, we're going we're gonna to turn this thing around. You know, I get a little sketchy about certain things, you know what I'm saying? But like, but in real life, in our logical minds, what are the things that still cause us to walk in fear? I think I get scared or I fear, and this is more than just what it sounds like, failure, but not in the sense of, of like, oh, I didn't do this thing well, that's a failure. But like failure in my faith of, you know, I don't know, not being right or not being where I need to be, and and that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. Or um, I think about my future and I think about not doing that, I'm not doing the right thing right now, and that that's going to ultimately lead to like massive, you know, lack of success. That's something that okay. scares me. Lack of success. Uh, okay. Mine kind of ties into that because failure is also one, but it also stems into like. F- fear of inadequacy and like not being good enough to do the thing that like I want to do or that I'm called to do or like just fear of the future and failing at the future and not being good enough yeah the future's scary like yeah and I think that that's the the fear of the unknown of like not knowing yeah but that's I think the same it's the really the flip side of the same coin of being afraid of what's in the closet or being afraid of what's mm-hmm. under the bed. It's the or adulty version. It's, it's the just adult the adult version. version. <laughs> yeah, we've traded in boogeymans for bank balances. And, you yeah. know. Give me back the boogeyman. <laughs> uh, I have, besides my phag- the phagophobia, the fear of being alive. Uh, <laughs> Nef, a worm. Which is I, still, Nef, I, love, I don't mind I love the you with all my heart, but listen, if something comes up to you that can eat you alive... I'm afraid of it without any kind of phage. <laughs> like a tiger eats me alive, like one bite at a time. I'm good. <laughs> just me in one bite. I'm freaking out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> as a God big, take me in one as bite. As a big tiger. Let me let me die. Um, but I don't know. Like as an adult and as a kid too, I had I had the same thing fear. But um, 
It's going to sound stupid when I say it. It's okay. Most fear um, does when you say it. I know. And it's an irrational fear, but it's... I was afraid of bridges as a kid. It's okay. <laughs> I was afraid of peacocks. I was afraid of worms, Roxanne. <laughs> worms. Oh, sorry. Yo! <laughs> Don't you dare make the peacock noise. But, um... Atomic bombs. Just, like... I just had, like... I remember, like, I was just driving the other day, and, like, all of a sudden, I just got really anxious, and I was like, an atomic bomb could drop, like, right now. Like, I get that. Like, a, like, Duck. Like a Ooh, mile or two away heaven. from me right now, and I wouldn't even know that it was gonna hit until it hit, and I just I'm I'm gonna die in a minute when it reaches me, but I wouldn't be able to do anything about it because it's an atomic bomb, and I'm in my little Avalon just trying to <laughs> drive down I-17. It's, it's Je- really good you weren't alive during the Cold War. Jessica, yeah, Jessica, like, you you huh? worked in this Army Navy uh, environment. Did you experience a lot of like doomsday preppers coming in, getting their MREs and stuff like that? Oh yeah. I mean, a ton of them, and especially after, you know, the whole Mayan calendar problem, you know, in 2012. Oh, 2012, man. That. that was so long ago. Time for money. <laughs> now, but I know someday, you know, my kid's going to ask me, what happened December 21st, 2012? I'm like, absolutely nothing. nothing. Snooki had a baby. Nothing happened. There was Snooki a cr- had a baby. John, John Cusack's worst movie yet came out, and that was what it was, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, there there was uh, all these people that talk about the end of the world. I even hear it now on conservative talk radio where they have these companies that they, they're selling like these uh, in the event of the end of the world. What should you buy? And they're marketing it towards like Christian and religious people. Like mm-hmm. we know that the end of the world is coming. So let's make sure that you're prepared with bins of food and things like that. It's like, well, listen, first off, at the end of the world comes, I'm kind of banking on, and I, your theology may be different from mine, but my hopeful theology is on a pre-tribulation rapture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my hopeful theology is that before the stuff hits the fan, we are going to hear that, and it'll be like, whew, and we are going to be like beamed up out of here like Star Trek. Yes, Lord. Um, that is my hope. Now, Slap each other high fives. There, is, there are theological reasons that we can be, uh, you know, we might not be. And some of those are extremely valid. But again, my hopeful theology is that pre-tribulation, we will be gone like neck bone. But, uh, but when you think about that kind of stuff, yeah, I, I, I've had these kind of dreams before where we talk about... Um, the the end of the world and you zombie apocalypse or mm. or uh, alien attack or whatever it might be and it's these I've had these apocalyptic dreams before those are the worst but in my and and yes they're terrifying mm-hmm. they're mortifying and I hate nightmares so much but in these dreams if I've ever had a dream and it's happened a couple specific distinct times and I'm not saying these are like god given dreams I'm not saying that I you know young men will see visions I'm not <laughs> nothing like that I'm not it could have been the chalupas talking you know <laughs> but I in those dreams when it would end with the return of Christ we're in the middle of all of the crazy stuff I I remember so specifically like I can picture exactly where I was the street that I was on and the environment and what was going on around me I can picture it in my mind from this dream and I heard a trumpet, and it wasn't even something I heard. It was like I felt like the entire world was the speaker that was just like emanating, like the sound just went penetrated everything. And I knew it was the return of Jesus. And I felt in my dream such hope, like I felt such hope and happiness, like I'd never felt in my entire life, like literally every single thing, like there was nothing left that wouldn't just be all right right now. It was like every single every single lock just clicked unlocked. Every single shadow just got washed away by light. Every single hurt became immediately mended. Like everything in my heart and my mind and in my life just immediately went like, it's going to be okay now. And it was like I was filled with such hope that I woke up just like beaming with joy and happiness. And I'm like, man, 
when I think about the end of the world and I think about these things, it usually kind of makes me a little bit afraid, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't read Revelation after dark. You know, <laughs> like it's just a scary kind of thing. But it, but when when you really think about it, man, for the Christian, when you hear these things in the Bible, they don't go tell your children these so they'll be good. They say encourage one another. You know, you know, with, with this, you know, tell yeah. each other these kind of things so that you can be inspired and have hope. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's why I love the Bible. That's why I love mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing. Cause God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, he's given us a spirit of, of power and love and of a sound mind. And as adults, no matter what our, our, our fears are, if it's financial things, if it's fear of failure, uh, fear of rejection, um, you know, Neff, what, what are you afraid of as an adult? Fegophobia. Getting eaten alive, atomic bombs. Atomic bombs. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine how our parents must've felt growing up. Like mm -hmm. the, the schools that I went to, like I remember the school in Virginia had the radiation symbol on it because it was a fallout shelter. Like it was a shelter wow. for a nuclear, like that's some that's scary terrifying. stuff. The movie Red Dawn, the original oh, Red gosh. Dawn scared the crap out of me. Cause I thought, man, they coming. Wolverines. <laughs> there was even a movie uh, or a video game might have been called Homefront. I may be making that up. Yeah. But it yes. came out a few years ago. Yes. And the trailer for the for the game showed um, like it was like a, a, a news document. Like it showed the price of gas going up to like $20. And it used like actual news footage. They even had like Hillary Clinton on there talking. And it was talking about the, the tension between us and Korea and how Korea like invaded and took over our country. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, that what's that show on Amazon that you that you like? Oh, The Man in the High Castle. Terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the idea of like that that kind of war situation it's it's horrifying. Stephen, mm -hmm. what what frightens you? Um, similar to, like Jackie and Lee Smotty, I'm more like afraid of not like fulfilling my potential. Like if I am an old man and I realize I could have done more or I could have done better. You guys are the youngest people having midlife crises I've ever met in my entire I mean, life. I feel like that's pretty normal for our generation. I'm afraid, yeah. of, the, like, I'm afraid of the nuclear age. I'm, I'm in my Listen, 80s. I am, I am almost 30. I'm close to midlife. Oh my. Maybe. What? <laughs> you're sitting too close to the television or something like that if, if you're going to die. Je Jackie, uh, Jessica, whichever yeah. one is you on the phone. <laughs> Jessica, what's uh, what's something that gives you anxiety? You're in your 30s now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, For me, it's it's all work-related stuff. It's, you know, marketing metrics and sales numbers. and they you, make know, you, you have nightmares about this? With, huh? You have nightmares about that? Kind of, yeah. It kind of wakes me up at night. I'm like, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I schedule this post? You know, uh, did it reach enough people? Oh, my goodness. We've got a sale coming up soon, you know? It's like those things. I'm, I'm kind of past the what if I never do this or what if I never do that? No, it's like here and now kind of stuff. Man, that's you got spreadsheets on your bed sheets and you're having a performance <laughs> anxiety. That's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that I've, I've seen about fear is that all fear stems from one fountain. No matter what it is that you're afraid of, if you're afraid of being eaten alive or if you're afraid of not reaching your potential and failing in life, uh, anything in between. I'm afraid, you know, I, I have a I have a fear of the water. I don't I don't like to go in the water. It makes me afraid. Um, I have a fear of uh, I'll be honest with you, a, a fear that that is from my childhood and I still get a little anxious about it. Why do they have to make the metal steps on escalators look like terrifying oh monster teeth? Like they're going to eat you and why, suck you in. Why, don't ever why am I terrified Final of escalator do, teeth? Don't ever watch Final Destination 4. There is a scene. I will never don't watch do Final. I do not watch horror movies. I hate <laughs> horror movies. I don't even the odds get caught of, off by YouTube. The odds of me watching Final Destination 4 ever 
they're, they're so slim. Yeah. It, it is t- tantamount to the odds of me writing and directing fi- uh, Final Destination <laughs> 12. It is, it's that, yeah, that's, I would say Final Fantasy on accident. I almost said Final Fantasy. I was thinking Final Fantasy. I'm like, yeah, totally the same it's thing. It's also the odds, is the equal odds of me actually playing through and finishing Final Fantasy 12. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm never, I do not watch horror movies. Yeah. I abhor horror movies. Yeah. I do not like them. But all fear, no matter what it is, comes back from one common wellspring, and it all is the fear of our mortality. Yeah. It's mm. all a fear of death. And you think, well, that's weird because my fear is a, is about finances or my fear is about job performance. My fear is about loneliness. But really, it all comes down to if you don't have finances, you don't eat. You don't eat, you die. Um, or my job performance. You don't perform well at work. You become ostracized from our situ- you know, civilization. You can't provide for yourself and you die. But I'm alone and then you die. Uh, but I don't want to get eaten by a tiger because you die. Like it all goes back to this fear mm-hmm. of death, which is this amazing thing when you hold it up to the light of Christianity. And this is one of the big problems that I have here in Orlando and in other places around the country. Uh, but in Orlando, we have all these theme parks. We got Universal, you got Disney. Uh, right around the corner, you have Busch Gardens, you got SeaWorld, you have all these these parks. And around this time of year, they will do special events. Universal is is the most notorious for it. Mm-hmm. They do an mm-hmm. event called Halloween Horror Nights. And for a month and a half uh, at nighttime, they close the park off as a ticketed only event, and you get to go through um, what is arguably a very creative mm-hmm. and very interactive display of several haunted houses and shows and interactive elements with characters and and things that you can go through. And they have haunted houses based on some of your. Uh, air quote favorite horror properties like this year a big thing is they have a Stranger Things themed yeah. house mm-hmm. or they'll do a Walking Dead house or they'll do um, you know just what, whatever scary is. movie du jour uh, so you, you get to go through these experiences and performers and, and, and they're they're probably uh, meticulously and, and wonderfully creative in, in their execution but I have a tremendous personal struggle with Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. uh, especially as a youth pastor, because so many of our students find uh, f- their kid, th- their friends want to go there. They find it very alluring. And I, I just, I, I find it contemptible because ultimately when I look at, at Halloween and this episode is coming out on, on the eve of Halloween, uh, many of you will be listening to it right around this, that, that's that season. Halloween when it's celebrated, and I'm not even going to get into the origins of, you know, Samhain and turnips and, you know, paganism, druids and paganism. Um, I, I won't even go back to the roots of that. I'll leave that to my betters. But uh, when I see the expression of like Halloween Horror Nights and I, I see students that want to go, I, I commonly go, what is the point? Like, what is the theme of that? It's just fun. But is it fun to be a little bit scared? Sure, it's probably fun to be a little bit drunk too. It's probably fun to be, you know, a lot of different things. But when I see a celebration of death, and it is certainly a celebration of death, there's mm-hmm. dead things all around, mm-hmm. or the uh, the supposed threat of death is yeah. kind of where the exhilaration comes from, or a, a celebration of pain, or gore, um, or, or that feeling of uh, captivity, or that feeling of... of you know, somehow being oppressed, I line all those things up with what Christ is all about, and they are polar opposites of those things. They're the complete, complete antithesis. Uh, I mean, it, it, night and day, black and white, up and down. I mean, they're they're one hundred percent opposite because in this opportunity, they're celebrating death, 
and Christ comes to bring life and life more abundant. Uh, and over here, they're celebrating fear, but God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us faith. He's given us love and power and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. Over here, they're, they're celebrating the macabre when, when Christ says whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is holy, whatever is lovely. You know, we, we have, we, we have th- these two complete opposite uh, com- uh, dichotomy would be, you know, they, they don't, they're incompatible. They're completely incompatible. And I know that there is gray areas and there's compromises where, especially as we who are nerd Christians seek out entertainment and there's, you know, areas where we kind of have to squint our eyes a little bit so things don't look so bad. But when I I look at a day and a season which is purely set aside to celebrate the 180 degree opposite of what Jesus is all about, I've got to throw a flag at that and say, this is not for us. And we have to be cautious. Now, am I against trick-or-treating? Am I against giving out fun-sized Snickers bars? <laughs> I mean, if, if, if I could find that happy area in the middle where, hey, I, I love to dress up. I bought a $150 Batman belt, you know? like uh, <laughs> It's a cosplay day. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. I mean, a cosplay is fun, and, and the fantasy of it is fun. And, you know, as long as you're not taking it to the point where it's it's macabre and disgusting and, and you know graphic to the point where you're, you're celebrating and indulging in, in death and pain. I mean, I don't have any problem with that kind of stuff, or unless you're being something ridiculous like a slutty ninja turtle or something like that. I, you know, but uh, but dressing up is fun, and getting candy is fun, and all these things. I mean, I, I get that that is that. So if you can find that happy medium where they both exist at the same time, yeah, okay, good. But I tend to find that happy mediums are really more uh, hopeful and pie in the sky than an actual sort of thing. Because when you open the door to that kind of stuff, you're letting in a lot of other things that are maybe not as savory as you would hope that they were to be. And I just, I, I don't know that as believers who are supposed to be the flag bearers of, of what Christ stands for, we're supposed to be the ambassadors of what Christ is all about, that we can truly hold hands on what, what fellowship does light have with darkness. We, if we can hold hands and say, yes, we support this. Yes, we endorse this. Yes, we are financially backing this. Yes, we are consumers of this. But it's the opposite of what we believe in. Um, bro, that is like the picture of compromise. That's the picture of like being in the enemy's camp. I mean... You know that's no good, and, <laughs> and I, I don't know how to rationalize those two things because if all of the fear comes from the wellspring of death, and Jesus has come to bring us life, you know, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. I mean, that is we are not only supposed to be consumers of that; we are supposed to be producers of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just an interesting, interesting mix between those two things. Um, and I think that, that Christians really need to take a good hard look at what we turn a blind eye to when it comes to what the culture offers us. Uh, we're not really, really good at steering the culture anymore, at least in our country. Uh, we're really, really good at, at either blaming the culture or trying to emulate the culture to make Christ more palatable. And, uh, and boy, howdy, that just seems like we're missing the mark, doesn't it? So that was my tirade, my rant for the evening. Uh, you know, let us know what it is that, that you think about. And again, if you're taking your kids trick-or-treating, I'm not here to condemn you. Far from it. Uh, but I, I think as Christians, if we don't allow ourselves to be challenged to push a little bit further than we are right now, to become a little more Christ-like, then maybe we're not. We're, we're helping a form of godliness, but denying the, the power thereof, the power to change, the power to transform, and the power to not only be saved, but to represent Christ and bring salvation and hope 
Lord, there's enough things in this world that cause us fear. You know, in a post 9-11 world, I mean, we, we've got to go through a metal detector to go into Disney World. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's things that are afraid. You know, Lise Mati, um, as she mentioned, she was at my house, man. Uh, and and uh, the other day, she came to my front door and said my, somebody broke into my car, like right in front of my house. Someone broke into her car and stole stuff out of her glove compartment, stuff like that. You know, we live in a nice neighborhood. You know, we live in a nice place, uh, a, a clean place. I got a cop next door to me. You know what I mean? And but but people are lawless and Mm -hmm. people are selfish and people are evil and hurtful and and that hurts people. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid to lock your doors at night. There's a lot of reasons for people to have anxiety because we don't know what the future holds. You know, when you, when you hear about these things and you look even at the Bible, we live in the world where there are wars and rumors of wars. We live in a world where there is oppression. Um, Today at our ministers meeting, I had an opportunity to talk with somebody who works with kids that are, uh, that are, that have come out of, of trafficking. And when you hear that and you think to bring a child into this world and think, man, they, they're in danger playing in their own front yards, mm-hmm. you know, like it is a scary world that we live in and we don't know what the future holds. But if I can be completely cheeseball and cliche, we do know who holds the future. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want what I do and what I demonstrate to lean more towards that which brings hope and not that which titillates us with hopelessness and fear mm-hmm. or desensitizes us to the reality of our mortality um, or cheapens life. Mm-hmm. Because when you see people getting murdered and you see uh, you know, people being slaughtered and stuff like that, we are watching the wanton disregard for the very first gift that God ever gave any of us. And as Christians, if we esteem the value of life, uh, whether it's life in the womb uh, life in the uh, in the auspices of of the death penalty and capital punishment, uh, life and dignity for the elderly and the infirmed. Uh, if we do value life, how then can we subscribe to a culture of death? So, something to challenge us with and to think about. Yes, sir. Final thoughts. I did not grow up celebrating Halloween. I and it was never something that we like discussed I think thoroughly. It was always kind of like, well this is bad. This is a bad thing. These things all symbolize bad things. And I, I think at the end of it, you know, people aren't for the most part mega malicious. People don't go into it and and put hang up the black cats and the pumpkins and the scarecrows with the intention that this is going to be like a whole Let's invite the demons in. Yeah, no one no one goes and says, "Wow, like this will really rack up some some, you know, some demonic presences in here tonight." But you don't want to my mentality in house you never want to leave a window open you never want to have even a little gap of opportunity for the enemy to use anything in your life or in your environment to to pick at your heart and to pick at your mind mm-hmm. and so when it comes to this time of the year i think that the best way is is the way to just not leave open a window or a crack in the door or any gap for anything by just saying you know what I'm going to embrace the light and I'm going to reject anything that would give the illusion otherwise. And I'm not going to go and not saying like, don't, you know, if your kid wants to be Batman, just let them be Batman, you know, take joy in like little things like that. But remember what you're embracing and embrace the right thing. Embrace the light. Don't give opportunity for darkness to even sneak in. Yeah, Yeah, that's a true thing. Because it sure will. 
mm-hmm. like velociraptors testing the fence. Oh my gosh. You know, life finds a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little. Yeah. Jessica. Yes. Always a pleasure to have you with us here on the Nerd of Godcast. We miss you desperately. I do. We, I miss you guys too. And oh. we will see you this weekend. Yes, I will see you all on Sunday. You're going to be Yay. coming down. Um, you're, you're coming down on Friday, right? Yes, Friday night. And then you guys are visiting Perry. Mm-hmm. Any special plans, Nick? Um, just the forest festival. The the what festival? Forest festival. A haunted forest. Is that the festival. one? With, is that the one with the free the free uh, the, the, the the free the free fish, fish fry? Yes. <gasps> I'm going to Perry Wait, on Saturday. Wait, it's a free fish fry forest festival. Yes. Say that five times fast. Are you going Steven? on Friday? Saturday. Okay, so oh. they don't have a Friday free fish fry force festival. Oh my gosh! No, it's on Saturday. <laughs> is there a, a forest there? <laughs> we'll free. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's fun. Well, Jessica, we are eagerly looking forward to seeing you. Bring us a present. Your yes, presence. Yes, I will. Your presence. Very very cool. Well, we love you. We miss you. Uh, don't do anything we wouldn't do. And behave from the Nerd of God cast, Jessica Manchester. We salute you. Good night. Good night. Well, that brings us to the end of our journey this evening. Uh, we're so glad that you tracked with us. Again, this is coming out the day before Halloween, so you're probably listening to it uh, just before or maybe even post. We're not telling you to go back to Target and return your Power Ranger costume or whatever it is that you got. We're not here to tell you not to take your kids out, uh, but just be cautious and make good choices about the things that you do uh, and, and invite into your heart and your life and the things that you choose to represent because we are supposed to be a reflection of the light of Christ and ambassadors of his love. So uh, lest I maintain my soapbox posture, uh, we will wrap this thing up this evening. Let us know what you think about um, uh, Halloween and and the the scary movies. And are they okay for Christians to watch? Um, is it okay in somehow in moderation? And please defend your answers with scripture. Uh, my name is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, because I say so. Because follow us on social media. Hey, we can have good conversations. And again, this isn't about... Uh, as Christians, one of the things that I'm always apprehensive about is that someone will use their righteous choices as a way to belittle and to uh, demean other people and say, well, I'm a better Christian than you because I don't do this. And that's not where we're coming from. This isn't about comparison. Uh, this isn't a, a whizzing contest. This isn't somehow, well, I don't do this, so my salvation is truer than yours. No, this is just merely us provoking one another to good works and trying to uh, encourage and challenge each other to be more like Jesus with good dialogue and with good conversations. So uh, join that conversation. Talk with us across all the social medias. You can email us. If you have a problem uh, with any of this, call us and let you know. Let us know what you think at 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. Leave us a message and uh, we'll, we'll have this conversation. We're not afraid to, to bring these things uh, into the light. And I don't want anybody to feel condemned, but I do want everybody to open their heart to the leading of the Holy Spirit because ultimately let God be true and every man a liar. So uh, be with us next time. Next week we're coming back. In two weeks' time we're going to be talking about leadership right here on the Nerd of Godcast. We're very excited. Hopefully we're going to have a very special guest with us. Uh, More to come on that. Uh, Like, share, subscribe, uh, and follow us online at all the social medias at Nerd of Godcast. And, of course, we are a... Hey? I have a Twitter now. (laughs) You have an official Twitter now. I do. I don't think. I think last time was when I addressed the fact that there was an yes. imposter. Yes. There was an imposter. An update on that situation. There is a real Lee Smotty on the Twitter. The real Lee Smotty at the Lee 
underscore 13. I had to think of it. T-H-E-L-I-S underscore one three. The lease 13. Thank you. Very cool. Please uh, follow. Uh, and follow <laughs> all of us at the Nerd of Godcast. Uh, you can find us and, and check us out. Also, links to all of our profiles on our website at nerdofgodcast.com. Plus, Nerd of Godcast store. Get your official Nerd of God swag. And uh, we are a listener-supported show, so you can help us out by checking us out on patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Nerd of Godcast. And uh, you can help us with financial blessings. Again, we don't take sponsorship from corporations, mostly because they don't don't want to give it to us but in the meantime <laughs> uh we I'm thank looking at you Wawa. that's right <laughs> we thank our loyal and faithful patreon sponsors you guys pay the bills on yes. keep keep the lights on and uh we do appreciate you guys for all that so please jump on board give us a little support we do give some bonus content out to our patreon stuff in fact we have some cool stuff that we uh put together this weekend that we are going to be mailing out to our patreon friends this week so free stuff is always good uh this brings us to the end of the road hope that you have a great and blessed halloween a joyous All Saints Day. And you guys join us back here next time as we talk leadership only on the Nerdy Godcast. You can also check out our daily devos on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or your Amazon Echo platform. As to your flash briefing, and uh, every day or every day-ish, we come in with a brief uh, few minutes of scripture to start today off the nerdy way uh, with a nerd devo from the Nerdy Godcast. Until next time, I am Tony T for the Nerdy Godcast and Steve-O Supremo. Deuces. The lovely Lise Marie. Make good choices. Nerdy God cast twin two. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. The big man Quentin Gregor Neff. Three spooky five me. What? what? <laughs> it's like two spooky four me, but even more spooky. <laughs> Again. What? <laughs> if you made it this far to the end of the episode, thank you thank and you. sorry. And we're sorry. Over the booth, Nick Sadler. Goodbye. And on the phone, wherever she might be, Jessica Terror Manchester. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we, we can't stay here. Did you do that like Monster Mash style? I did a little bit. <laughs> Good night, everybody. He did the match. 999 the happy haunts here, but I'm about to add Steven. He's in room for one more. Any volunteers? He's <laughs> always my life. What? Oh, can't say nothing because your mouth is full of Cheetos. I, no, I can talk. Thank you very much. I can talk. What story? Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi. Is this good enough? I'm scared. Yes, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm scared. Liz <laughs> <laughs> Muddy so desperately wants to eat the rest of her bag of Cheetos. She is contorted to an unnatural <laughs> angle. She is almost reclining, kind of doing like the Matrix bullet dodge right now, trying to eat a Cheeto away from the microphone. Just bring it in. Just cr- give us just yourself. give us the full and crunch. Not, and not only just that. give us the full crunch right now. There it is. Oh.